Hi, my name is Angel Benjamin. I'm coming at you from Mainstream Podcast. Today, I'm here with Mrs. Jennifer Walker. So, Miss Walker, she's a true gem. She currently teaches NSL government, social studies, and African-American history, um, and has always been motivating students and staff alike in the Paint Branch community for a good while now. And um, particularly, Beverly Uranchi, a class of 2020 alum, always says that she regards Mrs. Walker as a cherished mentor, someone who helped her get through her senior year and continues to inspire her today. Mrs. Walker is known for her truthful and raw teaching style, um, her rich perspectives, and her passion to share them. Basically, she's a queen. Hi, Mrs. Walker. (laughs) Wow. Hi, Angel. That's a lot. Thank you. You're welcome. Ah, yeah. Tears, really? Yeah, I don't know who you were talking about, but she sounds really fabulous. All right. <laughs> basically, I'm going to keep it open since this is a profile about you. So basically, tell me about yourself. Where are you from? Any favorite Netflix movies or any favorite hobbies, passions? Just to start off easy. All right. Well, let's see. I came from my mother's womb. Mm-hmm. My parents are um, from originally from Georgia and North Carolina. So I am truly a grits type of girl coming from a girl raised in the South. It's just the bone of that. Um, but I grew up in New Jersey all of my life. I used to go down to Savannah for summers and um, Savannah and North Carolina for summers. So I'm very kind of like in touch with my, my familial roots, very, very close. Uh, let's see. I growing up in New Jersey, well, I think it was quite unique for me, especially when I would visit my cousins because the area in which my parents chose to live was one of the first integrated areas in um, Bergen County. So I grew up with a lot of different ethnicities and so I have friends of all different backgrounds and I think it kind of shows in the way that I kind of approach people. Uh, I ran track in high school. Ooh. That was something, um, but I am a state champion, so and <laughs> a long time ago in '89, but that's okay. <laughs> I ended up going to Syracuse for my undergrad, um, just because I wanted to at the time be a journalist. Surprise, surprise! And so at the time, Newhouse was the number one school in the country for communications. I got there, I took a few classes, and I was like, nah, I don't want to do that. And so I ended up, um, I said, oh, maybe child psychology. And I was like, ah, no, I didn't want to do that. But I ended up loving economics. And so I ended up being an economics major with finance uh, minor and came out. I've worked in banking, I've worked in publishing. And then someone told me, why don't you try to teach? Because you're really good with kids. Because I had um, a little um, group I did on Saturdays at my bank and teaching finance to children. And so as a result, uh, someone said, I think you should probably go into teaching if you might like it. I thought, eh, now I teach Sunday school, that's enough. (laughs) Eventually jumped into teaching and my first year uh, was in Nyack High School in, in New York. And it was probably the best thing that ever happened. I've taught seniors and I never, ever wanted to teach anyone else because, you know, who else could drive you, um, bring you McDonald's in the morning and let that be their pass for being late. That was like, great. (laughs) um, But I didn't know where teaching would lead me. Eventually, I had 
this inkling that I was going to have to move from the New Jersey area just because things are so quick and fast and I kind of wanted to slow it down. And I ended up interviewing for the governor's school in Richmond and then also Montgomery County. And then the toss up came and I liked Richmond and the prestige of going to the governor's school, but I ended up coming to Montgomery County and here we are 24, 25 years later. And yeah, that's where I am. Wow. Does it feel like time went by for you or do you still remember being in that moment of like, you know, kind of oh. not crossroads, but you know, choosing where you're going to go next? It, it doesn't seem like it's flown by. Like some mm -hmm. years are faster than others. Um, but I still remember my first student teaching experience um, where other, and I talk about it often sometimes in class, um, I had ex my student teaching, I ended up having a different experience than many student teachers had. My cooperating teacher ended up actually slapping a student and I in was the face. there. Yeah, it was quite interesting. I learned New York school public law during my student teaching time. And yeah, there was a whole process. Um, so basically, because my professor was also the superintendent of schools at the time, he said, well, you know, we kind of don't want this to kind of get out. So whatever you want to do for your teaching experience, it's up to you. And because technically I was supposed to teach in high school for a semester and then teach middle school. And I was like, oh no, I'm staying in the high school. Like I was going to use this. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but my probably student teaching and my first year teaching were probably the best years of, of really setting me up for how to teach now. Um, I didn't, I walked in not knowing what could possibly happen, but I had to grow up really fast. I mean, I looked mm -hmm. as young as the students did. Um, but, it, you know, I, I honestly say probably coming to Montgomery County was a turning point for me because I had to make that decision of, no, I'm really branching out. I don't have my family like right there with me. Mm -hmm. And this was going to be the make or break it moment. And, no, I think I did okay so far. Interesting. As someone who's sort of, well, as a senior and about to start like the new chapter and go to a place where I won't have family around me, were you afraid or were you excited for that new chapter to start? Whether as a senior in high school or whether as just, as you said, in school in New York about to go? Well, as a senior in high school, I was extremely excited. I think, and I was very, and am very um, fortunate to have a family that's always, that's never really held me back. Mm -hmm. I think what's important and in, in, for my upbringing personally is that, you know, my parents didn't restrict me, so to speak. Mm -hmm. They figured let's instill in her the values of how to think for yourself. And then when it's time for you to make a decision about what you want to do, you sit down and kind of reason out for yourself what's the best choice. Now, there's definitely some things that they said, like, okay, no, you can't do that. That's not <laughs> for you. Like, slap, no. But for the most part, I got to make my own decisions. So even in, in going to school, um, they kind of, like, armed me with, all right, you, you really think you want to go to Syracuse? Let's go see this place. 
you know, it's up in the mountains. Um, it's not as many, as much diversity as you're used to. Um, are you going to be able to understand that there are no, there's only one urban radio station? Are you, <laughs> you know, um, do you realize that you will not be coming home like every five minutes? Those types of things. So, you know, I have always said, I think I've said to your class, but I know I've said to, to past classes, I think it's so important that if you get the chance to go away, to go away and, and try to experience being on your own, you become more resourceful, you become more independent. Um, you may not stay the whole time, that's okay. But to have the experience of seeing and, and being able to, you know, kind of live on your own mm -hmm. and knowing, oh, wait a minute, I might not be able to buy that today, or I might not be able to eat that this time, or, you know, to the decision-making process that you gain from being out on your own. It's just so much, there's so much you can learn from it. And the other side of it is that you're going to encounter things that you never thought you would. You may, if you, you may, get to know who you really are um, or people will tell you who they think you are and you'll start to question, am I really that? Or do I come off that way? Mm -hmm. uh, you will be looked at as the representative for not just your family, but maybe even a, a whole group of people. You're going to have to be able to experience people saying things like, oh, you're really like this or, oh, um, you know, jokingly, we hear people say like, can I touch your hair or all that kind of stuff? Or I've never met anyone like you before. And these offhanded or backhanded comments that some people, sometimes people will think are microaggressions. They may be, but in some cases they really are questions. So mm -hmm. being able to handle that um, and learning how to handle that is something that is, an experience, I think, that a life experience that no one can really um, teach you about. You have to go through it. So I really encourage students to go and, and experience the world. But do know that there are dangers and, and know kind of that you will make mistakes and it's okay. Those, those you learn from the most, the, those mistakes, like failure is a first attempt. And so, um, but don't be afraid to try. That's the biggest thing. Do not be afraid to try and go after your dreams. If you believe in it, you can achieve it. Whatever's delayed is not necessarily denied. It's delayed for a reason, but you'll get there. Wow. Life lesson number 928? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's funny that you say that. that the life lesson numbers that I throw out all the time, um, that actually came from my first class that I that I taught um, because I would always say little things. They, they mm -hmm. made me mad <laughs> and I didn't know how to handle things. And I sat there and I was like, I could yell and scream, but that would be like what they expect. So I just sat there and I got so tense that my neck and my shoulders just tensed up and I couldn't turn my head. <laughs> and I was just literally sitting there like oh my god I can't move I can't say anything and a kid yelled out that's life lesson number two don't get all caught up in our madness do you boo I was like oh my god <laughs> you know what it is? So, so that's where that all came from because I used to throw out little tidbits to them and so that's how it all came about wow hmm. 
Oh, wait, wait, wait. I had a question based on oh. how you were talking about how your parents instilled and certain values in you and lessons and also allowed you space to explore and make decisions on your own. Would you say then that it came from that exploration or did it come from your parents where you grew confident and comfortable in sharing your opinions or speaking up? Uh, I think it's a combination of both, mm -hmm. but it is, um, my mom was such a force for me. My dad is like the quiet storm. I'm noticing now that I'm more, I'm using more of his quiet storm parts, but my mom was always like the, the vocal one, the cheerleader. Mm -hmm. And I remember the one thing that she said that gave me like confidence to just go ahead and try was we were in a competition of some sort. And I was like, mom, I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can do it. And she was like, what are you talking about? Think about this. All you little kids up there, they're all the same age as you. There's no difference between you. You're all the same age. You're all in the same class. You can beat Brett Sofferman just as much as you can, he can beat you. When the game starts, the clock is at zero. It's your job to score. And I was like, all right. I, of course, if you're little, you're like, I don't know what that means. But now, um, looking back and thinking about all of the obstacles that have happened, she's so right. We tend to take look at our shortcomings or, or people give us shortcomings. Oh, you're to this. Oh, you're to that. You don't have enough of this. You'll never be able to be that. And it's like, wait a minute. Reality is you're human. I'm human. You've put in work. I've put in work on any given day. One of us could win. Why not go for it? Why feel restricted? or why let anybody tell you that you're restricted. And I think that alone um, was was sort of like my force. She, she was always told that you can be anything you want. You can do anything you want. You just got to put the time in. It's nice to see people there. Mm -hmm. That gives you more incentive, but don't think that you can't. There's nothing wrong with being first and know that you won't be the last. Hmm. I was going to say life lesson again, but no, well, you can't, I mean, you can't, I, I, mm -hmm. I hate to see you guys. Um, sometimes your, you, your peers get a little disgruntled about things and mm -hmm. they step into the arena and they're like, I can't do this. Or they give up before you even start. Like, why, why, why give up before you even start? Is that, go get it. Is that something then as my class in particular? steps into adulthood uh -huh. and is that something we will get just kind of steered away from at times and i think you will i'm hoping that the opportunity doors or the way that society is kind of trending now mm -hmm. it it you have more of a chance like people will be more open to giving you opportunities as opposed to maybe when i was your age and when I say giving you opportunities, um, looking beyond, I think your generation is much more open um, to different people, different things. Um, you're not 
you don't hang so much on what's happened in the past. You, you're fighters for change uh, overall. You want to know more, you want to be more informed about things. And once you get that information, you're armed and going forward, you're, will, you're hungry for it. In past years, that may not have been the case. Like um, I could just across classes over the last couple of years, there's some classes that I've had been more of the, oh, I'll just wait till you hand it to me group. And then you have the, the other group that's like, no, I'm going to go get it and take it from you. You guys are a little bit more different. Uh, I think this pandemic too is kind of, it could pull you one way or the other. And what I'm hoping for you guys is that you start to see more so what you can do um, as opposed to what has happened to you. Don't look at everything as, oh, woe is me. You know, it's almost like, why not me? Why can't I do this? As opposed to why did this happen to me? What was the reason this happened for me? Okay, because if you continue to um, feel like everything that's negative or everything that becomes an obstacle is something that's just not gonna allow you to move forward, then, then you'll never get ahead. But I think, I'm hoping that I see more of um, students like yourself who are kind of like, I want to know about that. Why did that happen? And now I'm going to go out here and make that next change. That's what we need more of. And you have a chance to do it. It is easy to kind of focus on the negatives, especially, I guess, in your head and kind of let that get to you. So uh -huh. that's something to remember. That is something to remember to step outside of your head or to step outside of the negative space you may be in or negative surroundings. But speaking of the pandemic, <laughs> why are you making that face? No, listen, go ahead, guys. Speaking of the pandemic, um, what are some takeaways or key, uh -uh. like, I'm not going to say life lessons because that's my third time, but <laughs> what are some takeaways you got or reflections maybe from your time in the pandemic? Well, let's see. A lot happened to me during the pandemic. Well, right before mm. the end of my um I was serving like in three roles other than being you know, a teacher. I came home, my parents lived with us and I was my mom's primary caregiver. And she did, she passed last year. That'll be a, a year in June. So I was taking care of her and, and my dad and, you know, my husband, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what I learned was that I was definitely stronger than I thought I was. Um, some people thought it's very interesting. Some people thought that, um, oh, she must be having a nervous breakdown. Oh, she must be not. Um, I don't think she can make it through all these various things that are happening. And I was like, really? Because I have my Peloton. And I, <laughs> and I have to say that is another big part of my life. I do have do have Peloton and I know that the uh supposedly they're recalling the tread I'm not falling for oh, it but yeah. I'm not falling for it. it's, it's not leaving the house it's <laughs> not the house it's staying right here I'm waiting for the update I'm actually going to get on it after this um but I what I found especially during the pandemic my um focus on my health my self-care time that was the key to everything mm -hmm. like I always and my parents are like, don't you get in the Peloton today? I'm like, oh, I don't do that. Um, that 
I, I learned that I was stronger than I thought I was. I learned that um, there is nothing that's too hard and that I can do all those hard things. Um, I learned that Instacart is my best friend and I don't ever have to go to the grocery store again. And I'm loving it. I used to feel bad about that. It's um, but not now. Long. Actually, order's coming shortly. And um, I, I learned to slow down a bit mm-hmm. uh, and really take into account what's important. I've always gardened, but I gardened even more during the pandemic time. Um, and just really kind of taking what's important and that time, um, the time you spend with yourself, the time you spend with loved ones. Um, I started writing more than I, and than I ever did. Like I would, you know, I'd write here or there, but mm-hmm. then now, now I'm like writing letters, like on actual paper and sending cards out to my elder family members. I don't know what that's Are you doing the stamp? Like, <laughs> yeah, the stamp. I have stamps. I meant like the stamp, you know, like back in the old days, the. Yeah, I have, I, yeah, I have like a, the wax candle stamp thing. Yeah. Oh. To make a seal. Occasion I do that. <laughs> make it special. Yeah, I do. I do make it special. Because I have one aunt that I, yeah, I do. I make it special. Wow. Um, uh, let's see. Oh, and I color. That, that, I uh. think that was, I do a lot of coloring. Um. Just kind of, and and I can have conversations with people, you know, sometimes between classes, um, since we've been on Zoom, I color, but before, while well, I'm thinking about what am I going to be teaching next period because I have no idea, but we'll just make our hair yellow um, <laughs> or something like that. Um, and I also think I'm not as where I'm an outgoing person, but it didn't bother me not to be around a whole bunch of people all the time. Like I was okay with that. I was even okay, and I'm probably getting in trouble for this. I was okay with like, hey, if we, if somebody wants me to do virtual academy all the time, I could do that. I don't have to do that. <laughs> um, I, I felt it, it didn't, the pandemic didn't really affect me negatively mm-hmm. i think it really helped me to continue to grow as a person and also to realize again what's important what you know to weed out all of the um, the, the white noise and just focus on hey family's important you get your health thing together make sure you read a book today <laughs> you know walk outside and enjoy the the nature, um, and just relax. Because I think that that's probably the biggest thing, relax. And I did watch a lot. What, what I was gonna, I was supposed to um, recommend you Outlander actually during class, but I kept forgetting. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I, it's, you might like it. It's like in history, historical like, fiction. So you might like it. But I definitely agree with you. I definitely learned a lot it's weird i learned a lot about myself during that this past year than i had like during the first few years of high school so it was really interesting i kind of feel bad sometimes because people say you know how people say the pandemic has brought so much distress and just i'm not gonna use the word horror but just despair and i felt bad because i was over here like 
um, cooking, making cookies, <laughs> enjoying myself. <laughs> but it's okay to also have that positive, like you said, focus on as well, focus on positives for yourself. So that's true. Definitely. And even though there, you know, and uh, we experienced loss, of course, as most devastating loss for me during that time period wasn't due to that. My mom was in progressively uh, sick as we moved on, but I was able to handle it in a different manner as opposed to like, I know some of my friends were just like, oh my God, you're, you're just going to break down. You're just going to be devastated. There's just nothing you could do about it. And I'm like, no, I knew things would happen. Like all my life, my parents have always been preparing me for, you know, one day we're not going to be here. You're like, oh, okay. you know, just think about <laughs> it. Um, but I learned how to handle like things like uh, death or sickness or illness. Mm-hmm. with family members and close friends I've learned how to kind of handle going through that process mm-hmm. and I've actually been I guess you could say kind of counseling other people through it indirectly not knowing not knowing mm-hmm. um how to kind of just process things so I'm much more I don't say much more let me take that back I'm just even healed about a lot of things now. And if it's not important, I'm just like, yeah, it's not important. If it doesn't get done, mm, yeah, it doesn't get done. Wait, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Is What's going to happen? Like, imagine having that mindset for my late assignments. Well, they're going to stay late. <laughs> no, but we're told. We were told that we should be, That's you know, true. flexible to these guys, right? And, um... And it was frustrating. That was kind of frustrating because we want you, we understand that things happen. We know this Mm -hmm. is like a once in a lifetime thing. But I also think that you guys have to understand too that um, things are still going on. Life is still going on, even though a tragic or, you know, a turning point event happens in your life. How are you going to handle that? Are you going to drop everything and like, it's over, it's over? No, it's not over. You, you still have to keep going. You know, my grades were due the day my mom passed. What was I going to do? Like, oh, well, I'm sorry. I can't do my grades that day. I could have, right? But I didn't. I kept going and I made sure everything was done. Like half people didn't even know. They're like, really? Yeah. You know, I got back to school. They're like, really? Oh, my God. And I'm like, yeah, well, well, well. <laughs> You know, the cars still have to be made. Yeah. <laughs> the people still have to get to work. The 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 work, I think about everyone who's an essential worker. I think about all the medical and first responder teams that still had to go through, even though they saw all of these things happening. You have to continue through. But I think you also have to have a strong sense of faith somewhere um, to kind of guide you through whatever that basic philosophy is of how life you're going to get through life you learn to lean on that a lot and it gets you through those times you're gonna need it next year it was nice talking to you miss walker thank you for joining me today and i hope whoever's listening that they did get some sort of profile of you you can talk about a variety of things that kind of gave a little insight into like just not you just as a teacher but you as a person you know human being or either they'll hate me more one or the other right i don't know I don't know. I don't know. This might be like, I'm not taking, I'm not stealing her. I won't be in her classes anymore. Are you kidding? I don't know. The 
it would it'll be a huge disadvantage if they are not in your class but everyone has an opinion they do they do no but it's i would love to see everyone of course but just know that if you if people see me walking in the hallway or they hear me at times and they're like oh it's a sternness or she's being mean or she's loud that's not it it's always a life lesson always a life lesson thanks for listening 